This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I've got a special guest with me today. Um, uh, You guys have heard from Tom C. before. Tom uh, used to be the Regional Director for Northwest Arkansas, and he still does a lot here in this area uh, where the home office is located. But uh, he's really been focusing on uh, virtual groups. Um, So... uh, uh, I asked him to come here to, to give us a little update on what's going on there and also some exciting other things that he's been witnessing uh, doing doing your own group. So welcome, Tom. Thank you very much, Brian. I appreciate, uh, I think I appreciate being asked. <laughs> well, it's, uh, as Rocky says, it's just two people having a conversation and then everybody else is eavesdropping on their conversation. So this the, is- The flies on the wall. That's right. right. They're just listening to us talk about some cool things. So, so uh Tom uh, and I were uh, well. Tom, Tom, if tell them a little bit about what you did in your career, in case anybody didn't know who you are, because it does it gives a little context to that you've had a global perspective on the on life for a while. Okay, uh, I wasn't planning on doing this, but uh, uh, for twenty five years I worked for Walmart. Started off as an hourly, uh, moved into real estate uh, when I when I. Uh, Completed my career with Walmart. I was uh, executive vice president responsible for all real estate and construction worldwide. So I took Walmart not only to every state in the United States, but also to places like uh, Mexico, uh, uh, Canada, Argentina, Brazil, China, Puerto Rico. So... Just to name a few. So I've always had kind of a, for a long time, I've had an interest in what goes on in the world. And when I came to to influencers, uh, it just kind of fell over that way. Not because I'd planned it, because I had no plan at all. It just seemed like that's what God was using me to do, was to use the things I had learned when I was at Walmart that uh, could help influencers. Yeah, I mean, so you've been all over the world with your job and career, building Walmarts everywhere. And um, you, I was in a meeting with you one time uh, when I was first getting to know you, and you said, "I'm starting to think God had me do all that stuff to get me ready for this phase of life with influencers." I think that's true. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> so you do have a global perspective. I mean, and a lot of people don't, but you really do. Yeah, no, I I do, but uh, I'm not like. Uh, some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and so with that in mind, um, you were, you've always just had a burden for how are we going to reach these people all over the world? With the, We're just this little grassroots ministry. How can we reach the world? I think was kind of a, a burden that you carried. Isn't that well, right? For, for quite a while, I did carry a burden for that, Brian. I, uh, I kept thinking, how are we going to get this all over the United States? Because we can't afford to hire missionaries. We can barely afford to to keep everybody doing what we're what we can't afford to do. And how are we going to do this? And I kept thinking and thinking and thinking about it. And I couldn't come up with a good plan. And so instead of thinking, I should have been praying. <laughs> <laughs> but God figured out what it was we needed to do. He took us to uh, 
to Zoom. Mm-hmm. And once we saw Zoom and the power that Zoom had, we just said, you know what? This is this is the way we're going to do it. This is how you're going to reach all of the United States and the world. We can do it through Zoom. Well, and, and I, I have to remind people, the cool part of that story is that this was before COVID. This was a year and a half before COVID, I'd say a year before COVID. And we were just saying, what if we could lead a journey group over video conference technology and then play, help them know, understand how to do it so they can take it to their cities? And, and really and truly would, if we did it on Zoom, would they get it like they do an in-person group. Yeah, it was kind of an it was kind of an experiment, a trial yeah. group. And so you, Tom and I led a group together, and we we put an email out on our wire and said, "Hey, if anybody you know of somebody that you wish they could go through the journey, but they live in a city that we don't have groups, want you nominate them for this virtual group." And so that's how we got our participants. People we nominated had, them. We had guys from Connecticut, from Michigan, from Kansas, from Texas, from. Costa Rica, from uh, California, and uh, Malaysia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was amazing. And and we did, we ran it just like a normal journey group. I mean, and uh, and ran through the whole curriculum, and we figured out creative ways to handle the prayer retreats and all that, and it it was phenomenal. And uh, and we proved that it, we proved what we already kind of knew is that the real journey is not the meeting. The real journey is if the guys are engaged in the, in the assignments and self-feeding and all that. But uh, anyway, we were, we were so thrilled with it. We were touting it to everybody at our, when we had a national gathering and we were touting it and people were kind of rolling their eyes a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the next year, I think we had, gosh, at least 12 virtual groups the next season. Yeah. And then COVID hit and everybody had to go, Virtual, you know, go on Zoom and all that. So, so now it's a it's a very we know it's a useful way to reach people all over the world. Right we, now, we can't even keep track of how many people are doing virtual groups. That's right. We have we absolutely have no idea. It's just it's just organic. I do know this that the people that go through a virtual group, that's what they know. So they just automatically think that hey, you know. I do Zoom groups, and I can do my cousin in in Timbuktu, and and these people, and wherever they might be, and and they just think it's normal. That's the way you do a journey group: is you take people from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and and any other countries, and all sorts yeah. of. And we're going to get into that in a minute because you've been experimenting with that. But um, I've I've heard guides many times say, "I I would guide a group, but I just don't know who I'd invite." You know. And I like to say, well, this opens the doors wide open to people you went to college with, family members. I mean, everybody knows people all over the country, you well, know. Well, I want to tell them how to how to get people to come join your group. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of what prompted this podcast, really. And I, did, I thought it was cool because right now there's a lot of people out there who are forming journey groups right now. A lot of guides are trying mm-hmm. to figure out what it looks, what their group looks like and who to invite and how to invite and all that. And we always tell them over and over again, you got to pray about it. And let God bring the people to your group. And you've had some firsthand here experience, and you want to tell some of the stories about that, right? So uh, I'd love to. <laughs> I really would. That's really why I'm here. Yeah. Uh, so let me just tell you a little bit. I, there's several things I believe that are in in the Bible. For instance, I believe in Matthew 22, 36 through 39. Let me get that here in my Bible. 
And, and here it is. I think he's a Pharisee. He says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so that changed my perspective on everything. And so then I went to uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So all of a sudden that gave me a perspective that, you know what? That's not just the jobs of the preachers. That's everybody. He didn't say, Pastor, you go to it. Pastor, you do this. He, did, he said, everybody. He wanted all of us. So that meant us lay people as well as, as, well as uh, the pastors. Then I also want to go to, Matthew, to John 14, verse 15. If you love me, if you love me, if, if, if you love me, keep my commands. All right, so that's kind of how I've been running my life ever since I've those things got hammered home to me. So let me tell you about a journey group I had probably, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago. And I had... I want to say 14 or 15 guys that were in the group and I didn't know I didn't know any of them okay and so we started out and the, the 14 or 15 dropped down to 12 or 13 within the first 30 days so I only had two guys left that was uh, Paul David and Tong Singh. Paul David has since guided multiple groups. Tong Singh uh, is in charge of the Chinese Christian Church in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So these guys went through the journey and they got it. They really got it, and they they couldn't wait to go out and and take it to their take it to their people. Now, Paul David is from South Africa. <laughs> okay. He speaks with a nice accent. So I was thinking, what happened to these 12 or 13 guys that they didn't want to stay? What was different between them and Paul David and Tong Singh? And what was it? And I kept thinking and thinking about it. And then I read, let's see. Maybe it's John 16. Let's see. John 16, verse 23. Hopefully this is it. It says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Well, that's not really what I was looking for. The one I was looking for 
says that uh, if you want to come to the Father, you have to come through me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I started thinking, you have to come through me. So it's not me going out and inviting my friends and my buddies and my people that work in the office with me or people I know or my relatives. God determines who's going to go through the journey. He determines who's going to get it. Mm. So wait a minute. If that's the case, why don't we ask God to bring the people that he wants to go through the journey, mm. the ones that he wants to have a relationship with him? And so it might be some people you work with. It might be your neighbors. You and just, it, might it might not. It might not, but it could be. Yeah, yeah it could be. So... I thought, well, I guess I'll just try it and see what happens. So I had a group and had a co-guide. And so I said, let's pray for the guys we're going to, uh, we're going to bring. So I started praying for God to bring the, the men to us that were going to go through the journey. He started praying for, he knows this buddy, he knows that buddy, he knows this guy went to college with him and so forth. And... He prayed for those guys. Well, I didn't know who I was praying for. I was just praying for whoever God wanted. So we assembled the guys. They said they were going to go through the journey. Everybody that was on his group that said they'd join the group, all of them dropped out except for two. I'd say, I think I had maybe five or six. But some of them I didn't know, but I, I met them during the course of of when God brought them to me and they all stayed. Mm. Okay. The guys that I brought, I think all but one became a journey guide. The guys that he got brought that finished the course, none of them became guides. Mm. So we did another group. And this time, my co-guide was the same guy, and he was saying, well, maybe, maybe I ought to listen to what Tom said. But we had a third co-guide with us, and uh, he brought about 16 guys. They were all buddies and people he knew, and, and whereas my first co-guide and myself, we brought people that we were praying that God would bring. Okay, well, all but one of his guys dropped out, and the guy that didn't drop out finished the course, but... He never became a guide, okay? <laughs> so with the guides, uh, the guys that we brought, from that God brought, almost all of them became guides. I'd say 70, 80% of them became guides. Mm. These are the ones that God wanted. These are the ones that God said, these guys want to have a relationship with me. I want to have a relationship with them. Mm. And... So, so then I started, I thought, you know, God wants to have an African group. And we had some guy from Nicaragua, not Nicaragua, but Nigeria, uh, wanted to join a journey group. So I said, okay, this is our chance. He just came to the website, I think. He just he? got yeah, up through the right. website. Uh -huh. And uh, so I, I gathered a few guys around me that wanted to be co-guides. And, and God just kind of kept bringing these guys. And so... We have five of us are co-guides. Okay, we started out with 28 men who self-selected themselves, except for one guy, John Grimes, who is one of our co-guides, 
had a relationship with some guys in Rwanda, Africa. And he said, well, I know these guys, maybe they'll join. And so we prayed about them. They joined our group. So every one of those guys are still in the group today. They're all getting it. One guy came from Cameroon, Africa that Eric knew you brought. <laughs> He's getting it. And it's just amazing. These guys are just like you and me. You know, same problems, same, same concerns in life. But they had a heart for God. They want to know God. Mm. So God knew who to bring. He had John bring the right people. Mm. Okay. So then I thought, well, you know, I think God's asking me to do a Hispanic group. And I said, I don't know, but I only know two guys that are Spanish, Hispanic. I said, you know. And you don't, don't speak Spanish. And I don't really speak Spanish. <laughs> My wife does, but I don't. And so uh, I went to Brian and Rocky and I said, guys, I said, I think God wants me to do a Hispanic journey group. I said, would you pray with me about it? And here's what I want you to pray for. I need to have co-guides and I need to have men who want to have a relationship with God. Let's pray for that. So the three of us prayed. And as I was walking out, Rocky says to me, Tom, have you ever thought about Eric Pate? And I said, no. He said, well, his wife is from South America. He says he probably speaks some Spanish. I said, I'll call him. So I called Eric. I told him what I was doing. And uh, I'm trying to put together this Hispanic group. I said, I need a co-guide. Would you be willing? He says, oh, no, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. And I said, well, would you be willing to pray for us? He says, yeah, I'll do that. And I said, well, here's what I want you to pray for. I need co-guides and I need men who want to have a relationship with God. I get up the next morning and I have a text message from Eric says, okay, I've prayed. I'm in. I'll be a co-guide. <laughs> and he says, by the way, you should, you should uh, talk to Herbert Morales. He speaks Spanish and uh, he's been through the journey and he may want to do this. So I called Herbert. And uh, sure enough, Herbert was excited about doing it. I said, absolutely, I'll do this. So Herbert and Eric and I started meeting every Tuesday at noon to pray, asking God to bring the men who are going to be in this journey group. Okay, I didn't, I only know two guys from, that were Hispanic. <laughs> and Herbert knew most of the guys that were Hispanic. And some of them... We started praying for these guys, and then we started, once names started coming in, we started praying for them by name. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, now we've got about 15 or 16 guys that are going to go through the journey, not all of whom are, are Hispanic. At first, I thought they were supposed to all be Hispanic. Finally, I said to God, I said, you know, whoever you want, God, I see you're bringing other people. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, there was this, this one guy that was working at my house, uh, painting some of my some of my outside deck, and uh, he's not Hispanic, and his name's Nick. And I was out there with him early one morning, looking at what he was doing. He he says, "Tom, what do you do?" So I told him what I did, and I said, "I'm also involved in ministry." He says, "Ministry? What's that?" So I told him what I was doing with influencers. He says, "Boy, he says that sounds like something I need." He says, "I'd like I'm interested in going through it." He says. And I said, well, let me get you a book. I'll, I'll bring you a book. So I gave him a book and uh, he reads it. And he says, all right, I'm in. 
And he says, I got two sons. Uh, maybe they'll be able to join. So I gave him two more books. Or actually, he paid for those two books. And uh, he sent them to his son. So I don't know if they're going to join or not. We'll see what God does. And then I, in my business, I had a meeting with a home builder. He builds uh, lots of homes. We do subdivisions. And uh, he came into the meeting. He says, Tom, do you mind if I start this meeting with a prayer? I said, absolutely not. So he prayed, and then I prayed after him, and then we had a good meeting. A few weeks later, we were having another meeting, and I decided that what I was going to do is I was going to give him the journey to the inner chamber, and uh, and I was going to start the meeting with prayer. So I gave him the journey to the inner chamber, and I handed it to him, and I said, it's based on John 15. He says, oh, it's based on abiding. <laughs> I, was, I was taken aback. I said, what? Yes, he said, yeah, I said it is. And so I said, you know, we'll look at it. You know, if you're interested, I'll be glad to uh, tell you about what we do and, and take you through the process. It's a nine-month nine journey to a, an abiding relationship with Jesus. So I didn't hear from him for several months or for a couple of months. And, uh, and then like two weeks ago on a Friday morning, I was came into work, I parked my car, and the phone rang, and it was Dan from uh, from Joplin. And he says, Tom, he says, I've read the book. I've been praying about it. He says, I want to go through the journey. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Then th the next day, I'm in my neighborhood walking, walking my dogs, and I always walk them early in the morning, but this day I walked them about noon. And here was Tony out in his yard, getting ready to wash his car. And every time he sees me, he always comes over. He wants to talk a little bit. So I thought, okay, I'll what? So we started talking. He says, Tom, he says, I'm just lost. He says, he says, I'm at my wits end. He says, I don't know what to do with myself. I just feel like I'm just don't know what's going on anymore. He says, I've got a good job. I've got a nice, good wife. And he said, my daughters are straightened out. They're doing well. He says, I don't know what, what I'm feeling. He says, what do you do? So I told him what I did, and then I told him I'm involved in ministry. And just like Nick, Tony says, ministry. Well, tell me, what, what, what's, what kind of ministry is it? So I told him it was the journey and influencers and, and that stuff. And, and he says, man, that sounds like exactly what I'm looking for. He says, boy, I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to know something more about this. And mm. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'll go back down to my office and I'll come back and I'll bring you a book. So I did. Finished walking the dog. Went down to my office. Picked up a journey to the inner chamber. Went back to his 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 house and he's sitting in the garage admiring his freshly washed car. And he sees me drive up. And he immediately jumps up and goes and gets another lawn chair. So we sit in the garage. We sat there for two hours. Mm. He just wanted to know about God. He wanted to know about the journey. And he wanted to know, I mean, he's just asking questions and telling me about what had been going on in his life. And I sat there and listened and and told him some of the stuff that God was doing in my life and what he had done. Now, this guy was uh, an Olympic uh, high jumper. Mm. So he participated in the Olympics. So, you know, he's a smart guy, really good and very talented. And so... I gave him the book. He's read the book. He's told me, he says, I'm in. He says, this is something I want to do. 
And uh, so, I mean, this is just an example. Oh, and then John Grimes. Okay, so we were having our week, our every other week meeting of the journey guides for the African Journey Group. Okay, so after we got through praying for the for the men in the in the journey group, I started telling them about the uh, about this Hispanic group and how God was bringing all these men. I mean, he brought a lot of men. <laughs> and, uh, and John says, Tom, could I be a co-guide? And I said, well, sure, John, you can be a co-guide. I didn't know that we really, really needed a fourth one. And he says, well, he says, I have a guy named Tacho who lives in Mexico City, and he's a pastor and he has a school. And he's been wanting to go through the journey, and I hadn't been able to get him connected to a group. Could you... Could, could I bring him? And I said, sure. So John brought Tacho, and then, uh, and then two days later, he brings another guy that wants to go through the journey from Mexico. So all of a sudden, you know, people are coming up that God is bringing because all we've been doing is praying to God, asking him to bring the people who want to know him, who want to have a relationship and the interesting thing is, is that when these guys that want to have a relationship go through the journey, they're already committed. They want to know God. Mm. And so they're all involved. And most of them become guides. Mm. That's, that's the incredible part. Mm. Most of them become guides. So that's amazing. It, it, and I love it. None of those guys were on your radar screen. No. When you were just deciding. No. All you had an idea is I'd like to give away for Hispanic Americans to, or Hispanics to be able to go through the journey. Yeah. And we have the curriculum in Spanish. So you just wanted to, we're doing it in Costa Rica and Colombia, South America. But you thought, why can't we do it here? And uh, that's where the idea started, I think. Right. And yeah. Then, and then God's filled in all these people that and, you didn't even well, know. Yeah, the other thing I've discovered is when you pray... You ask for things that God wants, okay? Mm. Now, how do you know what God wants, right? How do you know? Well, open up the Bible. All you got to do is read at least the first four chapters of the New Testament, and Jesus tells you exactly what He wants. Everything's prefaced with if. He gives us a He always gives us a choice. Mm -hmm. But if you'll do this, you, if you'll obey my commands, if, I want you to do this. This is what I, this is what we want want to happen. If you pray for those things, he'll do it, and he'll do it quickly. Hmm. Like, if you want to take people through the journey, ask God to bring people that are hungry to have a relationship with him, hmm. and they'll show up. And And you got to be prepared when they show up because, you know, they just, they may come for one reason, to see you, and... And it come, turns out to be something totally different. Like Tony, you know, he just wanted to express some frustration and and uh, he didn't know he was going to be invited to go through the journey. Mm -hmm. Or Dan, he comes and prays. Okay, well, okay. Well, let's see if he likes to go through the journey. Or Tim Sorry, as an example. He called me up. He wanted to uh, have a meeting with me. He's, uh, he's an engineer. I do projects that require engineers. He wanted to come over and talk to me about that. And then after we get through talking about uh, his engineering questions, he says to me, he says, Tom, he says, 
I know I've been through the journey once. He said, I never did anything with it. And he says, he says, I think God wants me to do something. He says, I think I, I think I need to go through the journey again. Could I go through? You going to have a journey group soon? I said, yeah. He said, could I go through that one? Mm -hmm. Or you take Travis Riggs. He does my accounting. He's an accountant. I went over to his office to uh, drop some stuff off. Travis comes out of his office. Usually I don't see him except, you know, occasionally when I go to his office. And uh, he says, Tom, he says, let me ask you a question. He says, he says, I've been through the journey. He said, I've been through several journeys. And he said, I've never guided a group. My wife is interested in, in guiding a group. And he says, in, 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 in going through the journey with me, he says, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. He says, I feel like I need to go through the journey again. I said, well, I said, I'm getting ready to start a group, Travis. He said, oh, I'd love to go through your group. He said, I've heard such wonderful things about your groups. I said, okay, well, you're invited. And so he went through the group. Two months into the journey group, he and another guy that's been through the journey, both of them become guides and they do a couples group and they're in the process of taking a couples group through. So whatever we did in our journey group meeting, he was viciously taking notes because mm. he was going to be having, a, you know, like a month later, he was going to be doing the same, going over the same stuff with his group. Mm. It was just, you know, God does these things. You know, another thing to piggyback on what you're saying, I think when you're praying about it, he puts people's names in your head sometimes to invite. Yeah. And a lot of times it's people that you think that person, exactly. like they would never do it. Or, or that seems like, oh, they're not even, they didn't even go to church or whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I had, I did guide mentoring uh, last year. And one of the ladies said, don't make up someone's mind for them. You know, if God's calling them, you know, you you won't have to say much and they'll, you may be surprised. So, uh, I mean, it's another example of how it works, but I'm glad you shared it because we tell people, pray about forming your groups and all that, but people probably wonder, does that really work? Does it really, does it really work? You know, and we say experience trumps theory, right? So. I don't, I don't even, I don't even have anybody in my mind anymore when I start a group. Wow. When I'm starting, when I'm planning to start a group, I just ask God to bring them. Yeah. You know, he brought, he brought Doug Bryant and I thought, Doug Bryan, he's a staunch Baptist. He has no interest in doing something like this. He won't. He won't have any interest in this. And, you know, he's a he's a deacon or whatever they have in, in the Baptist church. And so, I, but God put him on my in my on my mind. Mm -hmm. So I call him up and say, "Hey, Doug, you got time to meet? And I, I want to give you a, a book." So I gave him a book, Journey to the Inner Chamber. I didn't see him again for almost two months. He comes into my office and says, Tom, he says, I just want you to know I want to do this. <laughs> so well, it, it, it just happens. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's true. It's really true. And, and, and it, it, what you said is really true. When we're doing the things that God wants us to do, like go make disciples. Yeah. He helps you. <laughs> He, yeah. I mean, he doesn't leave you strung out there. He wants, he Matthew, wants to help you. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. He tells you, go and make disciples. Yeah. Duh. So if you ask him, and he's the one that only only if you come through me can you get to heaven. So, you know, you, 
obviously you should ask God. You should ask Jesus to bring you the men or the women. And be wide open. Be wide open to who he wants to bring. Yeah. It may look different than what you were thinking, like your Hispanic group. Yeah. You thought, well, no, they've got to speak. They've got to be bilingual or whatever you're thinking. Everybody's speaking English. Yeah, so it doesn't even. <laughs> even the guys in Mexico. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, I wanted to, before we wrap up, I wanted to go back to the virtual idea because the groups you're doing are virtual. Or, oh, yeah. No, they're not all virtual, but some of them are. They're uh, hybrid sometimes. This, this Hispanic group's going to be hybrid. Okay. Hybrid usually mean, you know, it means different things to different people. But what you mean is some of the people will be live in a conference room and the other people will be coming in over Zoom, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. We'll all same meeting, same day, same time. We just some will be on, on, on a screen. The some local will be, people will be live and the other people. Some will be in person. But, but I, why is it important for people to think about leading virtual groups? Why? Well, yeah. Well, that's pretty obvious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear you say it. I mean, you know, you look at it. You got, you got an African journey group. We've got a Costa Rica. We got a region in Costa Rica now. They're uh -huh. guiding journey groups. Uh -huh. Same thing's happening in Colombia. It's happening in Malaysia. This world is really close. All people need is a computer with audio, visual, mm -hmm. and Wi-Fi. That's mm -hmm. all that's required. And Zoom. Can, works. Mm -hmm. Eric Eric knew you, who's from Cameroon, Africa, is an American citizen now, lives here. He took a group through in Cameroon, Africa using WhatsApp, which is his telephone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. An app on his iPhone. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And the parking lot at Walmart or something. Yeah, I think. yeah that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we just think God wants to take this message of intimacy with Christ and abiding and, and discipleship wherever he wants to take us. So, so yeah. So, and we, and we do regularly get people emailing us or going to the website and saying, Hey, do you have groups near me? And we say, used to, we say, well, not yet. You know, you could lead one, but now we can say, why don't you join one of our virtual groups? And then the next year you can bring it to your city. And, and that's happened multiple times. Oh, yeah. And it's planting new new influencers' branches, as we call them. Well, I think about Tim Ryan and Becky Ryan. They used to live in Siloam Springs. Now they live in Montgomery, Alabama. And Tim and Becky guided lots of virtual couples groups. Mm -hmm. Well, Becky decided she would go with a women's group. And so now she's got in a women's group from all four time zones here in the United States plus a woman in Paris, France, and a woman in Tanzania. <laughs> From Alabama. From Alabama. Yeah. That's right. Or, or right. Siloam Springs, wherever you want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's beautiful. So if you're listening to this and this strikes your interest, uh, just contact us on our website and say you're interested in the in the virtual groups. We'd love to. We can even train you in how to do it and all that. But uh, it's really a blessing when you get to know that you're being obedient to God and, and you're he's using you to reach people all over the world. It's a pretty special feeling when you get to do that. So, Or maybe you're not reaching them all across the world, but maybe somebody that you're guiding yeah. will. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I think we're out of time, Tom, but I, I think I love the stories. I think it's very inspirational. And uh, thank you for stopping by to, to share that with us. Um, 
Uh, again, uh, you can find out a lot of inf- more information about the ministry if you're if you're just now tuning in for the first time or don't even know who Influencers is. Uh, our website address is influencers.org, influencers.org, and there's all sorts of information about the journey and virtual groups and. Uh, ways you can get plugged in. But uh, we're so excited and encouraged about everything God is doing, no matter what's going on in the world with COVID and people can, some people can meet in churches, some people can't, but uh, journey groups are going on no matter what. So uh, it's, it's really been fun to watch. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And my name is Brian Craig. I'm executive director for Influencers Global Ministries. And I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me mm-hmm.